Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And uh, before we get to the uh, chit-chat with uh, Randall, John, and I, per usual, and we do lead off with just a little bit of basketball chat this week, but it's just a smidge uh, before we get into all sorts of video game stuff, uh, kind of all over the map. We're talking like Wii U stuff, Nintendo DS, like the old, like where you could download, uh, where like only one person had to have the game and you could down, I think it was just called DS Download Play. Um, but yeah, we're just kind of all over the map talking all sorts of game stuff. Stuff this week, but before that, I wanted to highlight some stuff that I've actually been streaming lately, and uh, I talked about this with Randall recently, and I might have even mentioned it uh, on some other episodes of the podcast. But yeah, I've been kind of jumping back on streaming lately and trying to beat some games or take some first looks at games on our uh, Twitch channel. Uh, and just uh, the other night, I played through uh, Love Three, which actually I've played through Love, the original Love, and then uh, Kuso, which is Love Two. And then for whatever reason, I don't know why they kind of went through off the naming convention there, because Love Three is just Love Three. Uh, but these are all three of them are precision platformers, kind of one bit art style. Like every uh, level kind of has a different palette. There's like a little splash of color, but for the most part, it's like a one bit. Uh, you know, pretty simple precision platformer, but I really like how the entire series like and what's awesome about Love 3 is it actually comes with all three games like you have to unlock them after beating Love 3. Uh, but one of the nice things, even though it's like a super tough precision platformer as far as like the level design is really challenging. But for example, I played through Love 3 on unlimited mode where you can play you get as many lives as you want. And you actually get as many checkpoints as you want. And that's kind of the other gimmick of the game or, or, you know, kind of mechanic, if you will. You can place a checkpoint at any point at, along your path, like where, as long as you're in a safe spot. So you can't place it midair. Uh, you can't place it like in in the way of like an obstacle or like sometimes there's like a turret that's shooting and like targeting you. So like if you place a checkpoint, technically it's on safe ground, but it might get sniped by uh the turret like it'll it'll basically if your checkpoint gets killed you it gets erased as well so you would get sent all the way back to the beginning of the level like it wouldn't go back to your previous checkpoint you'd actually go all the way back to the beginning but there's like a you only live once mode in terms of like obviously it's a permadeath like you just got to beat the whole game which especially for love three like for love one and kuso uh love two i really feel like it's like like i was like ah maybe if i was really determined i could go for this but for love three there's like a few new mechanics added there's like this kind of like flutter drone thing that you hop into and then you kind of use the joystick like you press up to kind of flutter and keep your elevation and then you have to steer it as well and again like there's some tight tight gaps some tight jumps but again like because you could i was playing on unlimited so i wasn't i was just kind of looking to play through the whole game and again each level has like its own like color palette or whatever but it also has its own unique song and that's through the entire series and the soundtrack is just so so good it's kind of just like lo-fi like chill hop beats <laughs> i don't know what else to call them but uh but i really love the soundtrack in both or in all three games on uh, yeah love three is no exception but yeah, I really had a blast playing through this. And then you can toggle like slow motion on at any point. I think you can turn that off, uh, you know, in the more difficult modes. But you can go into slow motion like bullet time to, again, make things a little easier. Uh, you can play in the arcade mode, which I think gives you I can't remember if it's 25 lives or 100 lives. It might be different in each uh, iteration of the game, like in in love one, two and three. It might be a different number of lives based on like the challenge and number of levels in the game. Um, but I really like that's kind of like. That to me feels like what's like the core game, if you will. But then again, there's like speed run modes and all, all sorts of extra stuff. And again, it's got like I just really love the series. I'm a huge fan. Fred Wood is the uh, game designer um, of the whole series. And I, I just really love how like 
artistically, I mean, it, it does I, like I, I kind of gravitate towards that one bit art style. And uh, yeah, I'm just a big fan of it in general. But for the most part, it, it's kind of just this like little stick figure like it. You know, it's a, it's a pretty primitive game at a glance. But even though, again, like it caught my eye because of the style. But if you just looked at it like. It's a pretty primitive game, but at the same time, when you just have a game that has super tight controls, really clever level design, uh, and again, the accessibility, well, like, not really offering, you know, there's not, like, a mode, per se, that's, like, oh, infinite lives mode, which I guess that is what Unlimited is, so I guess there is that, <laughs> but it's, like, you know, it's not, like, I don't know, it's it's introduced in a way where you're just, like, hey, let me just make sure that this experience is fun for me. Like, for example, I didn't use the slow mode, uh, the slow motion mode at all, really, in the game, other than to just test it out. But uh, playing through Love 3, I was just like, you know, I kind of want to just go through this without ever having to go into bullet time. And it it felt great. And that was just like a you know restriction I set on myself to see the level of challenge that I wanted to see. But uh, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, uh, another game that I uh, booted up recently, and this is a game that we were actually checking out with our Indie Game Collective pals, and it's one that I've been meaning to check out for a really, really long time. The game's called Hoa, H-O-A, and it's just like a really gorgeous, like stunningly gorgeous uh, puzzle platformer for the most part. And it really, it's just like a perfectly leisure, like again, the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I'm just having like, I was playing the other morning and just sipping on my coffee and I played probably the first like hour of the game, hour and a half or so. And uh, yeah, it's just like, it's got like this Studio Ghibli almost art style, but it has like a little bit of like a 3D quality to it. Like it's not so much uh, parallax scrolling or anything, but there's like actual like, you know, little dragonflies or bumblebees like floating in the background and they kind of fly like almost like a little bit like the the newer like Donkey Kong Country uh, Tropical Freeze and Donkey Kong Country Returns games kind of have like a little bit of that a little more depth than just like straight up 2.5D. But again, the gameplay here in Hoa is just taking place on a 2D plane. And I really like essentially the game is just so far at least been kind of broken up into like little segments that are like, you know, you can open up a map, but like each map, it's not an interconnected map, which is kind of what I was feeling like it was going to be at first. But it's like you just get into a new section. Here's like you have to collect five butterflies in that zone. And then there's like one other thing. I forget what it is that you have to find, but find that or there's usually like a couple engravings that you have to find and, and carve or light up or whatever. And then once those are lit up, you have the butterflies, you go back to like the main like kind of creature that you saw in the world. And so far, at least it's that creature has then given me like a new ability. So I've gotten the ability to double jump. And then uh, later on, got the ability to like kind of ground pound, but not to break things more to actually like uh, you're kind of jumping. You're like this little like fairy like creature sort of. And you like, you know, you're jumping on like little flower petals and leaves and stuff. So you can kind of like ground pound onto those and spring and launch yourself up. Uh, But so far too, like all the enemies, if you will, there's like, they're, they're more like obstacles, like there's like these robots that'll come and like kick you around, but you don't take any damage. There's no, uh, you know, they might kick you off a ledge and I guess you got to do a little more platforming to get back up. But for the most part, like all the enemies are more like environmental, like it kind of reminds me a little bit of Emuram a little bit uh, that we've mentioned on the podcast before. Like you're kind of using the creatures and the environment to like reach new heights. And again, now I got a double jump and now I can push these uh, blocks around that you can push into like. Uh, again, everything's just designed so nice. Like you push these rocks into this like light, there's like these blue fairy butterflies or whatever. And you push these rocks underneath them and it like lifts them up. And then I was like, ah, shoot, I'm going to have to get it back down. And I was thinking I was going to have to like re-trigger the puzzle, but actually like a drop of water just falls from the ceiling and like 
deactivates it for a quick second. So like it's a it's a really clever way to like it's really just an elevator going up and down. But they really like designed it into the world and it just ah, everything just feels so alive like the rocks even have like little like eyeballs that pop up like when you're pushing them around sometimes not all of them but man I'm just like I was just absolutely charmed by this game and again I can't wait to play more um I I kept saying like I think I'm gonna pull the plug here and take a break and I played for like another half hour 45 minutes from there I think um but yeah I just really was blown away because this game got kind of kind of mediocre reviews, like nothing bad. Nobody, I never saw anybody really say anything bad about it, but like it came out and I was like, this looks amazing. And then I saw kind of just middling, you know, no, nobody was really like seemed super excited about it. So I was like, oh, I guess, you know, it might just be a really pretty game. Uh, but so far, again, the design has just been like any time where there would be like where I thought like, oh man, like I collected this thing and now I got to backtrack. It actually like kind of just goes, oh, you collected that thing and like the butterflies will like you find this like cocoon and it'll, they'll, the butterflies will pop out and just carry you back to like the start of that little segment that you just kind of traverse through. And like, I don't know, just every step of the way, it's just been like guiding me along the path. There's been no frustration and it's just been stunning And the music. Oh, my God, the music I was playing with headphones on since I was streaming. Um, but yeah, I mean, I could just gush about this game on and on, but I really will probably just after I uh, pack up the recording equipment here, we'll uh, probably just uh, boot it back up and start playing it again. I'm playing on Nintendo Switch, but it's available on uh, a multitude of platforms, and I really can't recommend uh, either game, uh, whether it's Love 3 or Hoa enough, uh, both, uh, again, kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum, but really uh, two great platformers that I've been having a blast with. But uh, without further ado, I think we can get into the uh, chit-chat with Randall and John and uh, myself and... Uh, Yeah, let's get right into it. Until next week, we'll uh, catch you then. Take care, everybody. They signed my man's Isaiah. (gasps) They called him up? Lakers. Lakers signed him to a 10-day. Wasn't he on the? <laughs> he they 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 worked him out like a month ago, and they went another way, and then everyone got COVID. In yeah, the- I know. Calls. So, good old hardship exemption saved God. my man's career. Maybe man, what? How how many players can they sign to a hardship exemption? <laughs> as many as it takes. Because like, I if oh, okay, let me. When did Isaiah last play for? Thomas, Isaiah Thomas. There is a second player who has the exact same name. Um, He's from he's from my new hometown of Tacoma. Related? They're not related. No, they are not related. Nope. Oh, I thought it was his son. No, Uh, they're they're like friends and everything. In fact, like older Isaiah Thomas is kind of a mentor to younger Isaiah. That's I was gonna say. I feel like I've seen like photos of them together. So yeah, Yeah. must have just been a hey. What do you What do you know? You got the same name. Yeah. Okay. Same position too, right? They're both yeah. point yeah, guards. Both yeah, both point guards. Yeah. So he played for the Lakers in 2017-2018. God, it was that long ago, huh? And he also played for Cleveland in 27-2018. Good lord, he, he was on three yeah, that teams. Didn't go well. That, that was that was busted hip Isaiah by that point. Yeah. Okay, so then he was Denver, then he was Washington, then he was Pelicans at the beginning yeah, he, of this year. He bounced around. Good lord. He played three games in for the Pelicans this year. 
And he's like retirement age, you guys are saying, or, or no. just like because he's no, been he's like thirty-one. Yeah, he's so, play, been playing since twenty eleven. Yeah. So yeah, okay. He's not young, but yeah. yeah, he's not washed. No. Yeah. But the point guard position is incredibly deep in the league. And yeah. It's. It's not yeah. like and he's five yeah. foot nine with a previously busted hip, so it's it's tough going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. When you don't have the athleticism to yeah. fight back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes once you get once you get those injuries rolling too, it's just like all downhill. Yeah. yeah. He seems just to be to, okay though. Like he he played one G League game and went yeah. off for forty two. Forty one yeah. It was six nuts. rebounds okay. and five assists. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. On a clinic. He killed those G League kids. G League is like the development league or the yeah. minors. Like minor, minor. But they, they are they're usually the... associated with a specific team. So like mm-hmm. the club teams or yeah. whatever. So yep. a, a okay. if you're even on a roster for like a uh, an NBA team, you can get sent down to the G League like to right. practice or to like uh, like recovering players from injuries uh, or still yep. on contract. Okay. Typically, like Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson was down in the Warriors G League team for a while because he was recovering from injury and that's they wanted to slow walk it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Who was I going to look up? There was another. Another G League, uh, another old. Oh, no. uh, There was uh, for when Steph won or got broke the number one three point records of all time. Yeah, uh, yeah, and people were just like posting picture, like because Ray Allen was there in yep. the crowd, and like you know, they just were posting pictures of him like grimacing, being like, "Just put me on a ten day contract, and I'll take that number one stop back." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what that's people awesome. were saying. Like all these like COVID hardship protocols, this thing ain't over. You could yeah. sign Ray <laughs> Allen and stick him in the corner and just feed him the ball. <laughs> yeah, Ray <laughs> Allen for sure. Yeah, he still got it. Yeah. Oh, you know, Reg- you Reggie still Miller. Shoot it. I don't know, Reggie Miller. I mean, I love him, but I don't know if he can still hang. I don't know, man. He's a hell of a shooter, though. Shoot, That's yeah. True. And I guess if, you you're, if you're just shooting, yeah, he's not. And, and like it's like making a fast break. Yeah, <laughs> right. man. Yeah, I take. I would take Reggie Miller shooting a three ball for the for the win. He is fucking awesome in his day as a shooter, man. Yeah, uh, he was a monster. That one yeah. game, uh, like the super famous game where he scored like whatever, like the fifteen points, points and, and like. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Just wild. Yeah, he's just like no, no, no. He, what, uh, we're gonna win this game. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, I, I want to win today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose. We're not going to. I've decided. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, talk about it. that's just like sheer willpower. Yeah, just yeah. like and a little bit of luck. Also, I think you retweeted that John. That like ending to that game the other day, where yes. like the, that guy just drained that crazy three to tie it, and then they foot. made that. Oh, that was nuts. Like, because even so disheartening. Yeah, like the six sixty-one foot was the first three. No, that was the second three. That was the okay. uh, Because that first with the one second to go. Yeah, because that first three was a bomb. That first three was was so good. Like, yeah, that would be that would still be a headline. If yes. not for it would the be follow-up. the number one play on Sports Center if it was yes. like yeah. well, assuming they won the game, it'd be like, oh, they tied it with this play, and then they won the game. Yeah. Number one on the top ten. Uh, um just geez, brutal. Man. Like just uh. let me just suck the wind out of your say. It's like, oh yeah, we're going overtime. Oh shit. Not so much. 
Did that and game like, matter in any capacity as far as like... No, they're both garbage Early teams. enough. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both yeah. like in the race to tank to get the number one lottery pick. That's <laughs> right. Okay, so okay. the Pelicans, I guess, lost in that respect. They did. <laughs> yeah. They really did. Oh, God. Thunder and Pelicans. Put it on the highlight reel. <laughs> I went to oh, close man. this vent real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys watch any of that Indie World showcase the other day? I didn't. Was there wasn't too... It? Nothing new, really. Like, they showed off some bigger chunks of, like, games that I feel like I'd seen before. Um, like, they showed off that game that was from the the people who made The Messenger, which is actually, like, a, a prequel. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Right. Sea of Stars, I think it was called. Or it had, a, like, kind of a generic name, but... Um, but it looked really cool. It's like a top-down RPG, but re- kind of had looked like it had some interesting mechanics. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's like they're like it's technically a prequel to the Messenger, but they're like you don't like you don't need to know one or the other, you know. But yeah. set in the same world and all that. There were I'm trying to think of what else they showed off. There was nothing I was super pumped about. But then when I re-skimmed it, I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. But yeah, nothing that I was like, oh, nice. I don't. I don't um, even know that I knew that was happening until I saw people bitching that Silk Song wasn't announced again on it's, Twitter. That's, it's so annoying, dude. I hope it never comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it never fucking comes out. I mean, yes, it's it's the same. Like that is like in the same vein of like the Pokemon and like Animal Crossing, like com- like level like of if, entitlement and complaining. Mm-hmm. Like just I, how I, awesome? How awesome would it be if they were like, what's that character's name? Rose. From Silk Song, I feel like that character has a name in in Hollow Knight. But whatever. What if they're just like Silk Song's coming to Smash? <laughs> like the game, the game still doesn't come out, but they add her into Smash. That would have been awesome. That would be amazing. But it's too yeah, late now. It, they're not. They're not adding any more characters to Ultimate. Yeah, it's all done. I thought I saw. I thought I saw something the other day that said they announced that they were doing another thing. But I, no. I thought I. Because I had He's seen something, done. yeah, before that he was done. Sakurai is free. Let man, the man he was like, sleep. sleep. He needs. He was sleep. like, I don't know what else I could do to this franchise. <laughs> oh my god! Let me, let me be. Let him live. Yes. Hornet. Yeah. What's her name? Hornet on Silk Song. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um. Oh, WarioWare. I finally played too. I talked about it on Save It for the Cast yeah, this I week, heard. but. Ooh. It's fun, man. It's fun. It's fun, and I didn't even get to the penny mode yet. So, it's or, on my I, like I, list. So I we'll did see. now. Like I played penny mode, and I was like, okay, this is where the real game is. Ooh. Um, it only in the, the sense real that Dark like, Souls starts here. <laughs> <laughs> I I only say that in the sense that like it kind of felt like uh like it didn't have the character swapping. Like you only play as penny in that mode. Yeah. So it kind of had the feel where like the mini games all felt a little more focused where Mm -hmm. like, you're always kind of having to use maneuver around that mechanic where like, otherwise like a lot of the games just do feel kind of basic in the sense that like they have to work around so many different control schemes that it's like, Oh, this is really just like mash the button. So a little bit, disappointing a tad but it it is still fun but it doesn't quite have that arcadey feel of like touched for Mm -hmm. me yeah because touched was like i really felt like i was like let me get that high score i gotta break 100 i gotta Mm -hmm. break 100 like ah man fucking love that game that's how i felt about the first one too i you know i only ever played the gamecube version of the first one like they you know how they like put it out after like a multiplayer 
kind of version. Yeah. And I, I never got super hooked because I had already played Touched before and yeah. Twisted. So th- those are my two favorites, Twisted and Touched. Yeah. Um, Which, like, in theory, you would think those would be, like, the most, like, gimmicky. But right. they're, they're awesome. Um, it, That is, like, one of the best series in terms of embracing and well-executing gimmicks. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah. Built, like, nearly built to be the perfect like example of a gimmick or a mechanic yeah it really is because the series doesn't take itself seriously so you can just embrace the gimmick for what it is and be like this is all supposed to be kind of a little bit stupid so it's fun yeah yeah even like even like it doesn't even necessarily have to make sense no you know not at all like so many of the instructions are just like that's that's where it gets a little confusing because like when you when you do have like a stylus or like you're twisting the Game Boy one way or the other like if yeah. it says like run or avoid or whatever it whatever prompt it kind of gives you for the micro game you kind of yeah. know what to do but when you're just like moving a character around on the screen and it's like eat and you're like well am I supposed to eat it or am I supposed to <laughs> shove I this thing eaten? into a person's like, mouth or figure it out what the heck am I supposed to do so but it's yeah it's it's fun it's it's really cool I. I like just unlocking all the characters is pretty fun. Like all the different ways they play. Nice. So I, I feel like you and Tina will definitely get some good mileage out of the co-op. Oh, I want, I want it. We'll see how yeah. it goes. I hope I get it. Yeah. It's a fun one. I didn't ask for any games this year. Um, I'm kind of mad that I didn't put, uh, cause everybody kept pestering me to ask for stuff this year. And I'm, I'm kind of mad. I didn't put one of those Anbernick things on my Christmas list. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else, but mm-hmm. I do want to get one of those to have a, a native Pico eight machine handheld Pico eight machine. Yeah. It's pretty nice. That has Wi-Fi for that matter. Those are um, slick. Yeah. I kind of want to get the one that looks a little, mo- they have another model that looks a little more like the game boy advance shape. Yeah. Like I kind of like, I kind of like the, they even have like, like one that's just a switch. Like it is full. Oh, okay. Like it, it's all the same architecture. It's just like, I yeah, think yeah. Some of it has like, oh, this is a better graphic card and this is a better screen, but it's all like the same stuff. But one of them like is just a switch. Oh, uh, I got to look into that. Cause yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a bigger screen too, but I, I like hmm. the, like as much as I lo- am loving the look of that analog pocket and I really want one. Like there's part of me that like, especially I saw a couple people take screenshots of the game boy advance, like a game boy advance game on there yeah. or not a screenshot, but like a photo. And because it's like a little bit of a more widescreen aspect right. ratio, it's like, ah, it's kind of, it's not using that full screen there, but um, the game boy and game boy color and game gear all do. And I know <laughs> like that Shantae that we were talking about mm-hmm. that snapshot. I was like, holy shit, this is just somebody taking a picture of the thing and it mm-hmm. looks that good. So I, I do want one. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But how much are they again? They're like 180 or something, 200. I think so yeah, I think it. Like it's, I think it's they not actually, crazy. No, they just announced a price increase. Maybe it's like two twenty now, something like that. And then there's I didn't know there was a dock for it. Did you get the yeah, dock? Of course I did. Yes. God, I should. Yeah, of course you got every any any cool accessory that can come with it. You've got it, of course. So, so I got the dock the, I'm assuming is just like an HDMI port to the yep. TV. Oh. Yep. That's sick though. Yep. I did I did not know that they made that for it. So that's like a and it'll huge connect upsell to for me. Bluetooth or 2.4 gigahertz wireless controllers. So it's like basically another switch idea, but for yeah, portable games. It's, ba- it's basically having a. So I, I didn't know it played Game Gear games too. Can you with use an a Wiimote? Okay, okay. 
I was going to say might, I was I didn't know you those might were the be same able size to cartridge. yeah because I, I think you could pair yeah I used to pair my Wiimote to um, Open EMU and that's how yeah, I would play yeah. a ton of like either just Game Boy or like NES games sure it was all you needed yeah um, plus yeah. you could plug into the dongle and then use like the other classic controllers and stuff and yeah, yeah. it was so great I wonder does it. I don't know. I don't know if they would be able to do this within the hardware or software or whatever, but are you able to do like link cable co-op yes. games? Okay. Yes. Ooh. Like yes. as in like on Kirby the and the Amazing Mirror. Uh I don't know about on the I'm not sure about on the dock, but specifically like handheld to handheld, yes. Wirelessly, or does it actually have like the link cable port? I think there's a link cable port. I'm not sure if you can do wireless or not. Because I, I kind of forgot about that feature on, like, DS games where you could, like, yeah. oh, only one person needs to own the cartridge and, like, we yeah. can all play Mario Kart together. How cool was that, That man? was amazing. God, what if they did that with Switch? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, the Mario Party DS game, yeah, only one person had to have it, and then the other three got, like, the full experience of playing a multiplayer Mario Party thing. It was awesome. Yeah, and and there is something cool about, like... I haven't done a ton of those games, but like I even playing the the tiny bit of uh, Zelda Four Swords on yes. uh, GameCube, like yep, just being able to play that and like the the first time like me and my brother were playing it, and the first time when I like went into a like underground dungeon while he was still on like the above yeah, ground map, baby. and like I went down on my screen. Yeah, I can't remember if it happened to him first or me, but we were just like, holy shit, this that shit's is awesome! So cool. Like. Yeah, uh, like that's such a great use of <sighs> yes between that or, or even with like Crystal Chronicles. Yes, like, ha- like you just being able to like, oh, let me look at my menu yes. whenever I want on my yes. on my own your personal screen. Menus are all on your uh, screen. Uh, why? Why have they not done more 3DS switch connectivity? I know now that like they haven't done that more. They haven't done any because like, they need you to buy a switch, not a 3DS. Yeah, because they're done. I, I wouldn't even switch. mind. I wouldn't even <laughs> mind if they made me buy a fucking switch light for the connectivity. Yeah, that's true. I, I, like, let me let me buy a switch light and use it like a Wii U gamepad. Yeah. And it's game game over. How awesome would that be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's such a specific use case, though. <laughs> like there would be four. Well, I don't know. They I, would make four games for it, and then they wouldn't do anything. Those four games would be incredible, but then they wouldn't do anything I, else. Like, just like Nintendo feel, did with Game Boy Advance and GameCube. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still feel like it. Re- like the dual screen setup really wor- like it would Pikmin. They could make yeah. much better Pikmin Three. Yeah. Any of the Zelda games, if like ha- being able to, or any game the like that, where of you can basically Chronicles just. Is- basically unplayable from what i hear because they don't have yeah. that connectivity like that they they Even, just like uh, took that out but like didn't edit the game to like account for to it accommodate yeah like even like even wonderful 101 like it's a cool game but like i kind of need it was the, just so mm-hmm. finicky to play like it's like man i gotta remember all the like there's n- it's definitely a game you'd have to play through in one sitting or you know what i mean like yeah, once you get this is the only love. game i'm playing until i'm done yeah. with it and then yeah, holy like, there's shit no is way this you can the year around. that i finally play star fox zero Ooh, hey Ooh. if you do that i will do that because i I'll made even play i'll even play star fox missions. guard and it was just so disorienting and like I, it is it's like impossible it's but apparently really people difficult. are like you get used to it i'm like oh uh, okay so i they, didn't they do after two missions the <laughs> they don't give the option to go to any kind of normal scheme no because like that's crazy i think it was also like doubly okay we have to clap and start the podcast at some point <laughs> um we do but also we like do. i 
I think I also had like an extra disorientation because I am used to uh, reversed Y axis. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. like so doing that and then also switching to the gamepad, I don't know if that worked. So yeah. like it was it was a nightmare. Yeah, because I'm assuming they're doing the gamepad like one to one. Just yeah. wherever you're pointing it is where you're aiming it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Control the ship, but then shoot by moving the gamepad. So yeah. Oh yeah. I still I freaking love the box art for Star Fox Guard, the game that came with it. Yeah. Uh, or was I, that what it was called? Star Fox something. Yeah. So it was like kind of like a tacticsy board gamey kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think I ever played I, that. It it came this with it. This is the I year think, I play all Fox of my Zero. Wii U games. Yeah. I'm cu- Hey. I'll do I'll do a Metroid Prime stream if you uh hey. all th- the whole trilogy. I'm literally hooking up all my stuff and the Wii U is getting hooked up as well. And I would love to play. I would love to have the excuse to try out some of those games again. Everybody's playing Shin Megami Tensei 5 or whatever. And I'm playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yeah. Let's go. Do you own that, John? Isn't that game worth like a fortune now these days? It's a great fucking game. I have heard that game's awesome. It's incredible. because It it looks amazing. It's still just as difficult as like any of the Shin Megami Tensei games, but like, yeah, it is once you get like a care or like a combo thing. Cause it's all about building up. Like, yeah, like you have to hit the weak points of like the characters. And once you do, then you can like just do combo after combo after combo. And once you set that up, it feels so good. <laughs> and aren't there like fire emblem characters in that game too? Or am I thinking kind of something of. different? Yes. It, yeah. Okay. They are. They I knew it was the- some kind of like crossover. Yeah. Thing. It is, yeah, it's so weird. It's such a bonkers game. I need to play it again. I loved it. I got pretty I far bought in it. that version, though. I'd probably get the Switch version at this point if yeah. I still could. Oh, it came out on Switch? Yeah. No, I, didn't, did. I didn't know they put that out they, on Switch. And they added, Man. like, a ton of stuff to it, too, which I'm sure would be great, but I'm stubborn and I already own it, and I'm not of course, buying that game I don't blame again. you. See, I rebought. There's certain, yeah, there's certain games I've rebought, but there's certain games I just won't for whatever reason. Mm. Although I do still want to rebuy Captain Toad. Mm. Like all that, those extra levels they added are. Yeah, I have Captain Captain Toad's. Oh, you do. You do. do. I forgot about that. That game is awesome. It's a great game. I like that game. It's a, like, honestly, it's a, it's a perfect game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's honestly. There's no fact. Pretty damn good. It's just, oh. Yeah. little diorama you can play in it's it's and really it was only like when jump. it came out it was like 30 bucks so it, it really was like oh yeah a little bit smaller scope but perfect scope for the price yeah yeah and i love that shine. game for real yeah all right you guys ready for a clap here I'm ready to clap let's, let's do it I've got Xenoblade Chronicles X. I di- I never bought that either, but oh. the way that some other podcasts I listen to talk about that game, like I I probably should buy that. Ah. Like it, it, it's like once you get about eighty hours in, the yeah, game gets really. <laughs> See, like the thing is, the things that I like about it that I can only get from that game in terms yeah. of like the Xenoblade series, I get from Damon X Machina, and that is so much better. Like yeah. Damon X Machina is such a better mech game in that yeah. respect 
Yeah. But like Xenoblade Chronicle. So you've played. Have you played the Wii Xenoblade Chronicles? Yes. Okay. I, I've played a lot of that game, and I, I kick myself for not seeing it through and just beating it. It's the same combat system. Okay. Like, but you have a pilot that has like those like the bar at the bottom where you have your main your A attack and then like your skills with cooldowns on that. And then yeah. when you get into your mech, your mech also has that, but it's like a bigger bar and it's Fuck yeah. just uh they do so much more damage and there are and like yeah the enemies go from like stuff that you can like like engage in on as a pilot level that is just like a normal thing and then you just have giant fuck off enemies that are yeah will just kill you in one hit if you engage them as a pilot but then like you it's which is the joy of xenoblade it's It's so fun but it's so and like also it is a uh its story is weird in even com- in comparison to like Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah. It's like because it's kind of like I think it is an online game and you okay. could play multiplayer Probably online. Not anymore. Well, maybe. Yeah. It's like technically an MMO yeah. right? you're talking about. And X. Like, so your ca- the main character voiceless like no like really doesn't like there are characters that like you have in your team that like all have like different roles and stuff but your character yeah. is fully customizable like a- any online game and it's just it's so weird in terms of like yeah it kind of has a similar story beat i guess to like xenogears and xenoblade but like yeah. it just feels so much different when compared to like xenoblade chronicles and xenoblade chronicles 2 I mean, that's okay, because in Xenoblade Wait, 2, Zeno? I'm like, can these guys just shut the fuck up for a second? Yeah. No- <laughs> they, oh, no, they, right. they still talk too much, but you just don't. You're just like, your character is just like arms folded in the background, or like go, like silently going. Hey, it's at least a little less dialogue. But then I, I love the in the first game. Like, I want the Monado to lend me the power. And yes, all things, I want to course. know it's Rhine time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, what, what a, a bunch of jokers. Oh, I fucking love <laughs> one is such a great one of the best voice acting games I've ever yeah, played in terms it's great. of entertainment value. Is is Xeno is Xeno Gears mm-hmm. part of the same series? Yeah, yeah. At yep. least kind of, right? And Xeno Saga. Yeah. Xeno Gears was the first I thought the aren't the aren't yeah. those PlayStation games? Yep. Oh man, I did not though. I did not know there was any correlation yeah, or any Xeno tie Gears to those. Was the first one, then it was Xeno Saga, which was PS2. Sounds um, right. Yeah. And Whoa. Then, man, I did not yeah. know that. How did they just become like Nintendo? They just Nintendo acquired the studio. Z- yeah. Xenoblade was one of, or at least made a deal with them RPGs released on a Nintendo system. And so, because of that, I had a rabid cult following. <laughs> yep. Well, because, yes, it was, Xenoblade was one of the games that, like, didn't get released, but then they got, Operation like, that huge Rainfall. push, right, to get... I got, like, one of the only yes. copies. Because yes. I, was, I bought it when I was in Champaign-Urbana, and, like, I literally, like, went to, yeah. like, GameStop the day it came out, and was just like, I need this game, and I was like, all right, here's the only copy we got, because we're, That's like, a, a fucking college town, like... I bought it directly from Nintendo in that yeah. same, like, very short time frame, 
And like, I'd never bought anything from the Nintendo yeah. store before. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. God, what a, that was sweet. That's awesome. A weird point in time. That, that was a cool, like people were literally just like, let's just wish list this game on Amazon until they fucking localize <laughs> yeah. it to America. That's pretty, that's pretty yeah, awesome. Because there was such the a, story uh, too, oh my God. Way. That game looked really cool. And the other one too. Uh, Pandora's Tower. 